Welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 2022 film, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film, or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and giving a score to the film. So don't worry whether you're Banana 1 or Banana 2, because everything will be okie-dokie, artichoke and enjoy this episode. I thought you might enjoy that one. Um, <laughs> Geriatric. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's lines from this movie, though, but we don't need to talk about the real world uh, things that you experience. Yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers is a 2022 American live-action animated adventure comedy film based on the characters of Chippendale and a loose continuation of the animated TV series of the same name. Excluding the duo's previous filmography, including their shorts from 1943 to 1959. The film takes place in a world where fictional characters in cartoons, movies, and other media live alongside humans. It centers on Chip and Dale, 30 years after the cancellation of their show uh, due to a falling out, coming back to reconcile their differences while investigating the kidnapping of their friend and co-star, Monterey Jack. It received mostly positive reviews from critics, with praise for its humor, voice acting, and meta-commentary. At the 74th Primetime Emmy Awards, the film won Outstanding Television Movie. The budget for the film was between $50.6 and $70 million. I couldn't get a real number on that, it was, mm-hmm. so it was between those two. Um, and it was last year, so I didn't convert it to this year's money. Of um, course. And the box office earning was only $1.5 million, but that's because it was only shown for like those four days in between when it was released in Los Angeles and when it premiered on Disney+. And yes. to speak of that, Chippendale Rescue Rangers premiered on, on May 16th, 2022 at the El Captain Theater in Hollywood, California, and was released as a Disney Plus original film on May 20th, 2022. Uh, according to Whip Media, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was the most watched movie across all platforms in the United States during the week of May 20th, 2022, and the most watched movie across all platforms in the United States during the week of May 27th, 2022. According to Nielsen Holdings, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was the, was the fifth most watched program and the second most watched uh, movie across all platforms during the week of May 16th, 2022 to May 22nd, 2022. According to Real Good, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was the 10th most watched program across all platforms during the week of May 22nd, 2022 to June 1st, 2022. Directed by Akiva Schaefer, written by Dan Greger and Doug Mand, based on Chippendale Rescue Rangers by Tad Stones and Alan Zalav, and Chippendale by Bill Justice. Produced by David Haberman and Todd Lieberman. Edited by Brian Olds. Music by Brian Tyler. Production company Walt Disney Pictures and Mandeville Films. Distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. The runtime is 97 minutes. <coughs> Starring John Mulaney as Chip. Andy Samberg as Dale. Kiki Lane as Ellie Steckler. Will Arnett as Sweet Pete. Eric Bana as Monterey Jack, Dennis Haysbert as Zipper, Tress McNeil as Gadget Hackwrench, Tim Robinson as Ugly Sonic, Seth Rogen as Bob, J.K. Simmons as Captain S. Putty. All right. So, uh, this movie's pretty funny. 
I guess it kind of starts off with in set in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chip and Dale are young chipmunks at school. Uh, we get to see it from Dale's. You get to pers- see them first meeting. Yeah. yeah, it's from Dale's perspective originally, and he tries to make a joke in class and it doesn't go over well. And then he's sitting alone at the cafeteria, and Chip joins him. He says, hey, do you mind if I sit here? And a friendship forms. Like, he says, like, no, you're really funny. Your timing's just off a little bit. And, like, they, it shows that they... They bond in, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're in their high school talent show together. And then they, you know, have a pocket full of dreams and a bag full of hope. And they, and they get successful with their television show, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, in well, the early 90s. First they had to do some commercials, and yep. they had a little cameo on Full House yes. and uh, other things. And then they get Chippendale Rescue Rangers, like you said. And uh, it's going well. Here's something that was interesting to me, was that Dale's kind of our protagonist, and it shows that he kind of causes the rift between them that ends ends up canceling the show but it's not exactly like chip isn't because like chip was kind of enjoying the limelight a little bit but not in like the way that like oh forget about dale like i'm the star like it it wasn't that trope that they usually do in things like this like Mm -hmm. where like they split apart because like one enjoyed the fame and the other one didn't wanted to be like a serious actor or something like that's the usual trope that they do with movies like this Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like it kind of shows that dale our protagonist and the person that's voice is the jerk kind of because like yeah he's like oh no i'm gonna go do another tv show too uh double o dale which is a james bond yeah like ripoff thing which oddly enough um evidently ian F- fleming and his family own the phrase double o so they had yeah. to, they had to pay money because at, at one point disney really was gonna make oh, i think it was um they were gonna make double o duck and it was gonna be a donald yeah. duck tv series where he was a spy and everything like that but they had to they would have had to pay money to ian fleming's family to use the right to say double o they didn't want to do it then but they did it here for this movie for a joke um but yeah he he, and double o dale flops it never even gets past the pilot and because he did another show their show gets canceled um yada 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 they've split up they've been apart for these years uh dale is doing comic-con circuits to make money that way Uh, feigning that he's more popular than he really is. Yes. Uh, we got a great Baloo cameo because he's setting up that he's being called on stage and all that. Oh, I gotta go. Like, I'll, I'll, he's on Instagram or whatever. And he's like, yeah. I'll see you guys soon. And then they call out Baloo. Um, and Baloo's like the most popular one because he's gotten a CGI redone because yeah. of the Jungle Book movie and everything. Yes. And then uh, Dale has also gotten CGI surgery done. Yes, so which is so funny. Yeah, which <laughs> makes... Like, he's still unique, but the way that I always could tell them apart was that dale has a red nose yeah and his nose is less red in this like it's still yes. red don't get me but um but it's just not as it just doesn't stand out but as it still much makes him different because chip obviously did not get cgi surgeries yeah. chip is the standard normal chipmunk which i can only imagine what it went into doing the two different styles of animation consistently the, through yeah. the whole movie yeah i don't i, I it must have been work i would imagine but um it, it's very well done it's they a did, well done yeah. film yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, and Chip is a disillusioned insurance salesman. Yeah, but he's employee of the month every month. He's so he's good at what he does, even though he doesn't enjoy it. And exactly. I thought when he said he had to go home, I forget what was her name, Molly or Maggie or something like that. I thought he was going home to his wife or something, but he it's his dog. He has to go home to his dog. Yes. He lives in a tiny little chipmunk house, but he has the dog in there with them too and everything. It's pretty funny. That's something that I like. 
that they integrated in this world that's cartoon characters and everything that there are chipmunk-sized houses next to regular houses and everything yes. like that. Uh, he even has like a security gate that he has to go through and everything like that. Yeah. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention one of the ways that they show not just Chip and Dale are in this class. There's also a Transformer in their school. I don't know who the Transformer yes. is, but there's a Transformer in their school when they're kids and everything. But so Chip gets a call from mm-hmm. Monterey Jack saying that he's in trouble and he needs his help. So Chip shows up because he's a good friend. And it turns out Monterey Jack has a horrible cheese addiction um, that, he, <laughs> that he just can't get. And he's in debt to the uh, Valley Gang, I think their name was. And he owes them money and he's afraid that they're going to come and uh, bootleg him. Yes. As it's, it, it turns out the Valley Gang is uh, kidnapping, which in the movie they say six cartoons. But at the end of the movie, we see a whole bunch more than just six. Yeah. They have bootlegged a lot of people. Yeah. And they're they're forcing them to do terrible bootleg versions of Disney and other types of movies. Um, uh, also, Chip and Dale are both there. It's not just Chip. Monterey has called both of them. Dale shows up. Yeah, yeah. He, he called both of them and Dale yeah. shows. And uh, Chip leaves pretty much right when, when Dale gets there because he's angry that Dale's there. Because they haven't seen each other in yeah. so long. Even though he says to him that everything is okie-dokie artichoke. Um, and Dale takes him at his word. Dale, in the meantime, has been talking about how everyone's talking about a Chip and Dale reboot, Rescue Rangers reboot, that's happened, but he's the only one that's talking about it. No one's actually talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And Monterey Jack ends up getting kidnapped. Uh, come and ends up happening, and uh, they mention that he wears this horrible Chip and Dale uh, cologne that smells awful. That'll come back later in the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chip and Dale get called back to the scene of the crime because they were the last two people to talk to Monterey Jack. And they meet uh, these police officers, uh, Captain Putty, who's a claymation... Claymation Putty character. He's interesting. I like him. I think it was J.K. Simmons that voices him. He does a great job. And they also meet Officer Ellie uh, Steckler, who claims to be a huge fan. Um, Who is a human, we should mention. Yeah, she's she's a person. actual person. Yeah. Um, She can't name what her favorite episode is, though, and stuff like that. So that'll come back later as well. Um, But... She tells them that basically the cops can't do anything about the Valley Gang, that they that Chip and Dale have to solve this crime themselves. So they're they're like, well, we're not going to let our friend get bootlegged. So they decide to solve the crime, and they they find that piece of stinky cheese and find an address for it, and they go to Bjornson's the Cheesemongers. That's yes. the, that's the guy that has it, which it's on Main Street. Which when when they went to Main Street and it was. Main Street, USA, Disney. Yeah. Like, I, I cracked up. And a bunch of cameos. There's cameos throughout There's this. There's cameos everywhere. I yeah. mean, we didn't even talk about Ugly Sonic being... Oh, or, yes. We didn't I'm even so- talk about Ugly yes. Sonic. Yes, Ugly Sonic is at the Comic-Con, and it's a great cam. It's fantastic. It's probably the funniest one of the entire film. But he's talking about how he's doing a new FBI TV show. He's going to be, like, a TV show where he's an FBI agent yes. or something like that. And uh, Dale's, like, focused on his ugly teeth and everything. And Dale's like, they're going to give you a show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm just picturing it and I'm laughing. But, yeah, there's cameos. Like, there's a a picture of uh, uh, Dobby from Harry Potter. Like, he became a Gucci model or something. Yeah. And, like, there's a great Batman versus E.T. joke in this as well. Um, There's cameos all throughout the whole thing. I, I actually tried to find a list of everything that was in here. And I did, 
It was way too long. I'm not, I wasn't putting it in the notes. I was like, The no. amount of money Disney must have paid to get all these characters to, like, rights just to put in for, like, even, like, a second. Yeah. Because even Astounding. The... For a Disney Plus film. Yeah. Because the Batman cameo, I would imagine that would have probably been the most expensive, considering the fact that we don't really see him. We see his silhouette. Mm-hmm. Like, he's wearing the Batman versus Superman uh, mech suit that he used to fight Superman in that movie and everything. But you still never really get a clear picture of him. Like, it's just his silhouette. Well, like, I, I imagine, like, they must have been like, okay, well, we only have to pay X amount of money if we do it this way, rather <laughs> than paying X plus X money to have a full camp. But it it's fantastic. We get a Roger Rabbit cameo when they're at a club earlier celebrating Chippendale being as successful as it is and everything. Um, but uh, they end up uh, getting kidnapped by the cheesemonger. Mm-hmm. And he sends them to the unca- uncanny <laughs> valley, valley where the ki- like before they said it, I was like that lady walking her dog looks really weird. Like, but then they say it's the uncanny valley because it's animation that's almost realistic, but something's just off. off yeah. yeah, and we meet Seth Rogen's character, who's I guess he's supposed to be like that that Beowulf movie that they made in the two thousands, like mm-hmm. that that kind of look. Um, they say he has the dead Polar Express eyes in it yes. and everything, um, but uh, and which I also love at the at towards the end of the movie, all the Seth Rogen character cameos that we get that that made me laugh. But they find out that the person running this organization, the Valley Gang, is Sweet Pete, and they find out that it's an adult version of Peter Pan. That after he started to get older, you know, no one wa- he had this big movie when he was a kid, mm-hmm. Peter Pan, and then no one wanted anything to do with them. So he got into this business of kidnapping cartoons and, you know, uh, bootlegging them, like taking features away from them and making bootleg copies of their movies and everything like that. Um, And he's going to bootleg them because now they know all about this. Yes. Uh, They managed to escape, though. They flushed themselves down his toilet, um, which I love that Chip was trying to clean the, like, as if that's going to make a difference before, like, he's, like, cleaning the toilet before he jumps down it. Um and I guess we should mention that Andy Samberg and uh, John Mulaney voiced them. And they, they it's just their voices, except when the two of them are arguing with each other, then they get into that Chippendale voice. Um, but um, I always forget John Mulaney's name. It's so funny because I talk about, like, I'll mention, like, bits that he does. Because he's a pretty funny comedian. And I'll talk about bits that he, and I can never remember his name. So I'm surprised I remembered it there. Good job. Yeah. But they call Ellie and they like they're like, listen, they have Monterey Jack, and they realize that um, Sweet Pete has the same type of step tracker that Dale wears. Mm-hmm. So if they can get that step tracker, they'll find out where he's been, and they can use that. So they go to this uh, what was it Russian bathhouse that he goes to to get. Uh, he's going to be in the steam bath or whatever. So they manage to get his. Uh, tracker off of that after a few more cameos including randy from south park being in there and everything Um, oh my god i love that yeah i couldn't believe they did that yeah like some of the cameos in here i'm like wow we just went for it didn't we yeah um and they find the location of where he's been like where he's hiding this machine that he uses to bootleg the tunes and everything they go there uh chip ends up getting stuck in the machine and getting bootlegged he gets a snoopy ear that everyone makes fun of him for a while for and it turns out that one of the cops is in on this and mm-hmm. it's either ellie or it's uh captain putty and obviously ellie has been kind of a little weird a, little a bit, bit here and there but, sus 
but they they say in the movie it would be a cliche for it to be the captain. Like, yes. they, like they're like, no, it can't be the captain because it's a cliche at this point. It has to be Ellie. And then it turns out it's the captain. It is the captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, of course. <laughs> of course it's me. And I, I did it because I had a sick mother. Blah, blah. No, I did it for the money, you idiots. <laughs> like, I, we make money off of this. So anyway, Chip gets kidnapped. Uh, and Ellie ends up getting kidnapped. They're back at this location where Sweet Pete's going to fully, like, you know, splice or whatever the phrase was that they mm-hmm. used. Uh, bootleg uh, Chip. And he's going to... Um, and Dale gets a secret coded message from Ellie about her favorite episode and everything like that. And Dale goes through this ridiculous realization, like, oh, this is this meant this and this meant this and everything. And it's not the message that she was trying to say to him, but he gets the right message anyway. Somehow. Uh, yeah. And he ends up uh, asking for help from uh, Ugly Sonic. And, With his FBI contact. Yeah, and he gets help from the other rescue rangers, uh, Zipper and uh, Gadget. Gadget, and I love that Gadget has the line in the in the movie where she's like, "Oh, I guess my character in the cartoon and my character in real life are pretty much the same thing." <laughs> like, like, I didn't change that much at all. And Zipper is voiced by the guy from the Allstate commercials, yes. which was all I could hear. Like, I was. I, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I guess we should also mention Sweet Pete has that little line where he makes a men's warehouse joke. Because I, I think the uh, the guy that plays uh, Sweet Pete that did the men's warehouse commercials as well. But anyway, there's a lot of references in this movie. They end up saving uh, Chip. He doesn't go through the bootlegging. Uh, and they end up stopping Sweet Pete. I don't know if, how much you want to dive into it. Um, and they, they stop the putty captain. Ellie has a fight with him where she yeah. uses... Uh, fire extinguisher to freeze them and everything and sweet pete gets ends up getting uh bootlegged himself into this monster version like he, he's the fa- he's got the fat cat face from the cartoon show that yes. was their enemy he's got wreck it ralph's one arm he's got a transformer leg he's got all different ma- yes, amalgamations put together yeah and he's chasing after them they managed to pull the same trick that they used on fat cat in one of the rescue ranger episodes where they dropped this net on him to stop him and as he's getting arrested, he turns around and he shoots, I think, a Mario bullet. Like, one of the bullet things mm-hmm. from Mario. Yes, it is one of those. Yeah. The, uh, and, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And Dale jumps in front of it to save Chip. And Chip thinks that Dale's dead. Um, but it turns out this little pog coin that he gave him previously saved his life and everything. Oh, God. Um, but it, it's funny. It's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm going through it real quick. But there's a lot of funny stuff in here. It's a very funny movie, and yeah. it's like I said, it's a very good spiritual successor to Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, and the, um, due to the fame of them stopping Sweet Pete, and they rescue all the tombs that he has kidnapped there. He's got hundreds of them, mm-hmm. and they rescue Monterey Jack, who's got Dumbo ears at this point. And all the tombs get fixed and everything like that. Sweet Pete goes to jail, his men go to jail and everything like that. But uh, for me personally, the best, one of the best parts of this movie was the very end i highlighted it because they're going to do a rescue rangers reboot due to the popularity of them like doing this real world thing and saving people and darkwing duck is at the comic con where it gets announced and he's so mad he's (laughs) like no there should be a darkwing duck reboot like and i i love because darkwing duck was one of my favorite characters growing up i even i have memories um my mother had this purple bathrobe that I used to wear when Darkwing Duck came on. Like, that was uh, that was my Darkwing Duck robe. Um, 
but yeah, that's how the movie ends. Like, there, there's going to be a Chippendale reboot and blah, blah, blah. Yay, they saved the day. Is there anything else you want to talk about plot-wise? or No, I mean, I think you went over it pretty well. I, I just love, I love Chippendale. I loved Rescue Rangers as a kid. So, mm-hmm. like, this movie was just really good for, like, that nostalgia factor. I just appreciated that, like, Disney really went there and, like, found and got all the different rights to have all these different things. Like, they could have just taken from their physical canon they have so much they own so much Mm. and they still went outside the box and like went to other studios which they didn't have to do yeah like reasonably that's i meant one of the trivia notes that i have here i mentioned it was one of my favorite parts was seth rogan who plays the character bob in this has a scene with four characters he has played when bob is tripped up by chip and dale and lands on the floor he looks up to see pumbaa from the lion king mantis from kung fu panda and B.O.B. Bob from Monsters vs. Aliens. And that, that part cracked me up because it was like they all just look at him and they're like, <laughs> they do the Seth Rogen laugh like because <laughs> he fell and everything. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of tribute, like uh, other notes here that are kind of interesting. Um, just, to, just like they changed the Hollywood Walk of Fame to have Squidward, Yogi Bear, Samurai Jack, and Chun-Li uh, from Street Fighter on it. Like that that that's pretty like a funny little thing in there. Uh, we see that Butthead from Beavis and Butthead is running for the Senate. Like, there's so many blink and miss it cameos in the background of this, but it's great. You'd have to watch it so many times to catch them all. It's crazy. Mm. Um, oh, also, this is an, originally the main villain of this movie was going to be an adult version of Charlie Brown from the Peanuts. However, uh, Disney couldn't afford the rights to the character and the entire Peanuts series since uh, they only own the distribution rights to the Peanuts movie from 2015. When Disney bought 20th Century Fox in 2019, and the entire Schultz family estate rejected the idea. So he was replaced by Peter Pan, which it, it's interesting that, like, his motivation behind this is that he's older now and, like, no one wants to work with him. But he has this machine that can change the way that cartoons look. Like, why not just make yourself younger? Like, it's kind of a plot hole. With well, this what's interesting, too, is that I don't know if you know the, like, real life story of, like, the person who played, like, voiced Peter Pan, and, like, there was a lot of, like, he did end up committing suicide or something oh. because when he got to be an adult and he like no one couldn't yeah he oh. couldn't get yeah so like a lot of people thought that disney was being a little not exactly good about it yeah, by yeah, yeah. choosing peter pan but when you tell me that it originally was supposed to be charlie brown like i'm like that makes some <laughs> that more makes sense. it like yeah. maybe they were just like ah eh, peter pan's like that's something else we got like yeah. i mean how many like what are your other options yeah like yeah, child star child cartoons. Child stars, yeah. 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 I guess it could have been, like, Johnny Quest or something like that, but who knows who has the rights to that. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll just dive into our overall scores then. Do you, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Or uh, I would give this an 8 out of 10. I love this movie. It's such a good movie. I love Chip and Dale. I love Rescue Rangers. I like that, again, I like that Disney really went the mile with this, like, pick up extra like rights and stuff to make this happen because they own so much that like realistically they didn't have to do that at all i would Mm -hmm. say like they could have just picked from what they own but they didn't and i think the animation is pretty good considering it's a different there's so many different styles of animation going on here like can't imagine what it was like to make this movie so i think an 8 out of 10 is pretty good okay and i wrote down that i mixed about this one while I did enjoy it, and I think it's a modern-day masterpiece of animation, the plot and humor left me wanting more. I feel like the plot was very simplistic, and the humor was targeted at a young, uh, at young children 
a good 60% of the time. And while that may be good for some Disney movies, this one's target demographic should have been people that were 30 plus years old. So the plot could have been better and the jokes more adult. Maybe this was done under the impression that 30 plus year olds have children so the whole family could enjoy this film. But personally, I hated that the movie, personally, I hated movies that were dumbed down for me as a child. And I think children today are smarter than I was. So while it's an enjoyable movie, I personally wanted more from it. All that being said, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. I still think See, it was very I get good. where you were going with this simplistic and humor and stuff, but I also think that's just because I think they're probably focused so much on the animation and stuff and trying to probably work this out in a way that made sense. No. I mean, it was, I, if I remember correctly, it was written by the guys from The Lonely Island, which is, I would imagine, why Andy Samberg is Dale in the movie mm-hmm. and everything. But, like, so I expected more adult humor in this than we got. A lot of the jokes were really aimed at kids, um, which I don't know. I think like when you're rebooting, sequeling something that has an audience that the target demographic was, you know, 30 years ago, you should have more adult humor in it. I like, guess you're right. Roger Rabbit had a lot of adult humor. Like I was, I was expecting more along the lines of Roger Rabbit humor in this than than what it was. It's still very good, and like I said, the animation, wow, like 10 out of 10. Um, it's just, the plot was very simple. They even, you know, make meta jokes about the plot being simple in it, saying like, oh, it ha- it can't, it has to be Ali because it can't be Captain Putty because that's a cliche and then it's Captain Putty that's the bad guy. But it, it is a great movie. I, re- I highly recommend checking it out. If for some reason you've listened to our podcast about it, go, and you haven't seen it yet, go see it for yourself. Even knowing what happens in it, the, the broad strokes that we painted, you'll still enjoy it. Like it's- A hundred percent. Yeah. And you'll find more little things that we probably didn't even notice. Yeah, agreed. All that being said, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, Once Again Pod, on One Word, on Twitter, and Instagram. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. Sorry. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you.